This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, and he says we're good to go, so we're good to go. Al Dukes, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. I missed uh, you on the warm-up show this morning, which is coming up next with CeeLo. Yeah, uh, yeah, we had a good time on the warm-up show, Jerry. Missed you as well. We'll see you back there Friday. Fr- Thursday. Uh, Thursday. Yes, Thursday. Oh, I wanted to bring something up on my on the internet uh, first as uh, we're talking here. But do you remember we've been seeing as we're doing the shows and podcasts, we have TVs in the studio. We keep seeing the actor Brendan Fraser. Yes, got big and heavy for the movie. Yeah, so he's he's in this new movie called The Whale. Yeah. And in fact, he didn't get big. That's a that's a, a prosthetic he's really? wearing to look wow, big. Wow, it yeah. looks unbelievable. I actually thought he had gained weight for the so role. The which Whale. Is, which would not be unusual in Hollywood. No, no, it would not be unusual. But I wanted to bring this up because I heard he was interviewed on, and I listened on my way in, he was on the Mark Marin podcast, and it looked like an interesting uh, conversation about the whale. I wanted to see what was like. What I keep seeing things about this. Like, what's this about? But it seems like it's a very sad movie. Oh, I'm out. Yeah, but I. But the way these two guys were talking about it, it seemed now like you're intrigued. Very intrigued. I seem very interested in this movie. Let me see if I can give you a quick rundown, Jerry. So, uh, Brendan Fraser plays a guy named Charlie. Charlie is a morbidly obese and reclusive English professor who teaches online college writing courses, but he doesn't have his webcam on him because he doesn't want to, he's embarrassed the way he, of his weight. Uh, He is cared for by his nurse and only friend who urges him to visit a hospital because he could be in trouble for congestive heart failure, but he refuses because he doesn't think he has insurance for it. Uh, he's also visited by, and he has trying to regain a relationship with his daughter. He has a weird relationship with the pizza delivery guy. They have an understanding. He leaves him money in a mailbox. The guy leaves the pizza on the porch. They never see each other. It was just this really interesting conversation that Mark Marin had with him about uh, people who are obese mm-hmm. and uh, how people get that way and then how... You could also relate it to alcoholism or drug abuse. Absolutely, it was. I tell you, when I when I got done with the conversation, I was like, I really want to see this. But it's weird going into a movie that you know is not a feel good, yeah, movie, right? I gave up on those movies about five six years ago. Yeah, Gina too. Yeah, I've gotten to, and and we've talked about this, and really the last four or five years, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's beyond forty, midlife crisis approaching. I don't know what. Um, 
while everything right now, and I say right now because things can change in, in two seconds, while things as I sit here right now are very good in my life, there are, it's this age where you're, you're seeing and hearing about a lot of people passing away, a lot of people very sick. It's just a very strange age, and I find it very depressing. The last thing I want to do is spend my entertainment dollars to be depressed. I'm not interested in the feel-good story where a guy... Or a not-feel-good story. Well, no, but I'm saying even in movies like this, my guess is there's going to be a greater purpose to the movies. Now, I don't know anything about this movie other than what you just told me. My guess would be that he probably passes away somehow at the end, but his journey may have inspired someone else to change direction in their life, which ultimately is a good thing, but there's a lot of sadness along the way. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in being sad, having tears come down. My, I'm, I want to laugh. I'm not even interested in, like, dramas, to be quite honest with you. You know, the last movie we rented, I told you, was uh, stupid, but it was light. It was funny. It was the uh, Julia Roberts and, and George Clooney movie where they're divorced and their daughter's getting married on an island. It was funny. Yeah. And you know what? When I turned it off, I was in a good mood. It was right. funny. Had a great ending. It was funny. I don't, I don't want to see those movies. Anymore. I'm not interested. I got enough crap going on that's depressing. Don't want to be entertained, quote-unquote entertained, by depressing crap. Yeah, this is why, like, Gina always watches science fiction type movies. Okay. She, where where she's like, I, I want to be transformed to another world, not this one. And I don't want real life mm -hmm. sadness in yeah. my movies. I agree with her. I'm with her in lockstep. So she goes to all these movies where I try to watch them. Like, I don't know what's going It's always like somebody's, they're tr talking to somebody in another dimension and this part. Now that's confusing to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I can't follow. I don't have the brain capacity sure. to follow it. But there, to me, is a time and a place to watch a movie like The Whale, and that would be by myself in a night when I feel like being sad. Whoever wants to feel sad. I don't know. Sometimes I like to feel. You know what I mean, Jerry? Like, feel. I feel like this movie, I need to see it. Okay. Then go see it. Well, I don't go to a theater. I'll wait till it I'm comes sure out. I'm sure it'll be on demand in like three days. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about that. And that's the other weird thing. Like, that's weird to go to a theater to see, I think. Although there'd be no teenagers in there being punks. No, it would be older people. You no, know, I mean, be older people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is the type of movie you could see like in a smaller community theater. Yeah. Like we have a small theater in Bradley Beach, although I think it's only open in the summer. This small theater in Asbury Park. I'm not going to AMC 15 to see The Whale. Instead, you're going to go to one of these smaller theaters in a trench coat? Potentially. <laughs> I, would, I think the saddest movie we saw. In a theater or just yes. in general? was Philadelphia with Tom Hanks. Yes. Where he does pass away at the end. That was that was uh, not great. Yeah. It was sad. Yes, yeah, very sad. I didn't like that one. I had to tell you, like, even in this conversation I listened to, it was only an hour long. It wasn't one of these Joe Rogan three-and-a-half-hour mm -hmm. marathons. Mark Marin got choked up talking to him about the film. Like, that's how... Yeah, I'm sure. And I mean, he's up for best actor, I think, for You this. know, not for nothing. Have you? I, I know you have. 600-pound life. You've yeah. seen those... Those are heartbreaking, and I have seen a few of them. Now, I have not seen one yet. I saw one that was inconclusive with the end, and one I've seen where they give you an update and the person's doing really well. Wow, that's sad to watch them go through it. At least when you get to the end of some of those, when you see that they, they're still 200 pounds down or they're you know now they're, they're weighing 310 and you, their life is different, that's got a good ending. That's about as... That's as sad as I'm going. Right. Like, even I was telling you uh, that I listened to Craig's uh, 
Hello, My Name is Craig mm-hmm. podcast about gambling addiction. And the woman he had on went through absolute hell. But where she was at today telling her story, it was... So that's different because that's different, the expectation right. at the end is that they've turned things around. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on the phone. Right. Telling, unless someone's going through it at the time, which would, I mean, you got a big nuts to get on the phone and do that if you're still battling through those issues. Yeah. My expectation when he brings a guest on is that they've really hit rock bottom and they've rebounded and they've got their lives straightened out and they're trying to help people do the same. So when I listen to that show, not every week, I'm not in the car, but I do hear it a lot. I, more times than not, feel very encouraged by what I just listened to. Right, it's encouraging. And I think that's the point of the show, right? I think so. So you want to see that there's, uh, you could get to the other side if you're in a bad situation Don't feel alone and don't feel like it's hopeless. Yeah. So I was reading, uh, doing some reading about this film, Jerry, and uh, I went on there. How much can you get in four lines? I read a whole article. (laughs) Actually, I went to the Wikipedia page. (laughs) So I scrolled, I started reading all about the story and I was like, you know what? I don't want to, I kind of got the premise of the movie. I don't want to read everything about it. Right. But there's a section down on the Wikipedia page as you scroll all the way down that says controversy. The film has received criticism for its portrayal of its main character who's morbidly obese. Time magazine said some of the film's critics believe it perpetuates tired tropes of fat people as suffering chronically depressed and binge eating. Another podcaster said uh, that the film had criticism for its use of a prosthetic suit instead of casting an obese actor. What do you think of that? I always think that's weird. You know, there'll be well, a, 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 a lot of times. You're trying films, to get the best actor for the part. Right. A lot of times films get criticized for if you. If somebody is playing the role, say, uh, of someone with autism, that they don't use an actor who is autistic. Sure. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, in this case, I think Brendan Fraser, again, I'm not going to see it for other reasons, but he brings name value to the film. Right. And I think ultimately you're trying to get the most eyeballs to the screen. I don't know. Would the movie, I guess, I guess, it, I don't know. Would the movie have as much impact if it was a no-name actor or someone coming up the ranks, although a heavy actor that probably fits the part properly? Or do you do better if it's Brendan Fraser? Well, it's funny because every time it would pop up on the screen here, we'd be like, oh, my gosh, is that yeah. Brendan Fraser? Because yeah. that's the other thing. We haven't seen Brendan Fraser. No. And we think of him as the, didn't he play like a, a, a Tarzan-type character? Where he it was like ah uh, he might have I think of him in that movie up at Harvard or something, remember that film no. he did? Yeah, hold on, I'll get that for you. I don't know about the Brendan you Fraser. could be right about that. I, he played some sort of I get him in Pauly Shore movies confused. <laughs> oh no, he was and he was in the Mummy. That might that be like what you're kids, talking about. Yes, yes, movie. yes, absolutely. Yeah, he was in George of the Jungle as well. George of the Jungle, that's the one I'm thinking of. School as well. Ties, that's yes. the movie I'm talking about. School Ties, remember that? No. Yeah, School Ties was 1992. That's this is how old I am. 1992. This is how old me and the me and my wife's relationship is. 1992. We saw that in the movie theaters. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, uh, that is a hundred percent true. And the same year, <laughs> I didn't see this in the movies, but I do know that we rented this movie. All right. The same year, Encino Man was released. 
<laughs> was that Pauly Shore? No, that was that Brendan was Fraser. Him too? Yes. See, that's what I mean. I get him and Pauly Shore confused. Isn't that funny? And in this interview, he said he and Pauly Shore were, were friendly back then. How about that? Uh, and the I Mummy in 99, so. and then The Mummy Returns in 2001. The Mummy Returns. He's done a lot of films. Yeah. And what's amazing is I haven't seen many of them. Yeah. Well, I don't think they're aimed at you. The the ones aimed at like teenagers and things, but I guess he's done some serious roles as well. Which yeah, is... well, School Ties was a serious movie. It was. Yes, that was a serious movie. As is the whale. Apparently so. I might go see this by myself in a the theater. Would that be weird? Not that I haven't done that before, Jerry. Not X rated, so you'll be <laughs> fine. And it's not a children's movie, so you'll be. But fine. But what if I cry? I don't want to get up and I don't want to be leaving crying. My guess is you're going to go see the movie at one o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be many people in there with you. Yeah, I think you'll be fine. The, maybe the theater will think I'm a movie critic. Or afternoon, a <laughs> afternoon movie by myself. Yeah, watching the whale. You bring a box of tissues into the theater with you in case I cry, or do other things if you're alone. Yeah, of course. That is weird that people used to go to porno theaters and do that to themselves in a theater. What? You think? What? And who would want to sit in those seats? I don't know. Ugh. Did so you think they bizarre. had a, I'm not being... I've never been in one of those theaters. Yeah, me neither. That, I think that was gone a long time ago. Yeah, we had, a, we had video stores. We were beyond that. Was there some poor schlub that had to go clean the chairs after every I showing? I guess so. It's disgusting. Yeah, there was some weird, they had some like kind of gimmicky name for those people who worked in like Times Square theaters. Gross. I mean. Yeah, that's nasty. Get lost. That's like where you think like human beings. Are disgusting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Disgusting animals. Mm Mm-hmm. Very much so. Before history is written. Bobby Orr. Behind the net, the status and It's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good news for me last night, Jerry. I went on uh, the Discovery Plus app and there's a new season of 90 Day Fiance. I, I couldn't care less about this. The other way. Okay. And an interesting couple. And something I learned. I'm going to share this with you because I learned something yesterday, Jerry. Okay. About a controversial topic. So, you know, uh, uh, trans is a very big thing now, right? Where men uh, identify and become women. Women identify and become men. There's a man on this on this season's 90 Day Fiance who is a man. He has a penis. But he was born a woman. But he now has a penis. And you would have no idea that he was a woman. And I say this because he and another trans man are having lunch together. And they're talking about how it's difficult to tell that uh, when a woman trans becomes trans of a man versus man to a woman. Because when you become a man, they, you can grow facial hair. And it was, it, I am telling you, it was hard to tell. And he was dating a woman and talked about when he told her he used to be a woman. And she was like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What a wild, wild show this is, Jerry. Still not going to watch it. 
You're you're out. I have I honestly have no interest. I did think it was interesting that the trans men said it was very difficult to pick out if you were just walking the streets and you saw a man who used to be a woman. That is very difficult to to pick out, but it's not as difficult to pick out a man who becomes a woman. Now, the voice remains deep. Yes. You know, I didn't on this episode. It was just two people who are now men. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, the one man, his business, this is a business, Jerry. He makes underwear with a bulge in the front for women who want to be men who don't get the surgery. So he makes foam penises that go into the front of underpants that you can then be proud and walk around. I'm thinking of ordering one for myself. That's all right. Gina knows what she's got in there already, so it's fine. Just for others when I'm walking around, they could be like, but what? that guy's. Then you meet someone. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he was saying. And then what happens? Well, that's what he was saying when he first was with this uh, woman. There's no penis. Who was first like, with really? this woman. She was like, I don't like to have sex on the first date. And he was like, good, because the, in his head, he's but like, But how good. is there a second date then? Well, in his head, he, well, the, he had the second date. He, by then, he was he told her. But he said that night he wasn't prepared, and he thought, good thing there's going to be no sex tonight because I got to gotta give her a heads up. Yeah. There's a lot going on out there, Jerry. Yes. It's a big world. That's, and I'm, I'm not a part of that world. It is a big world. But good luck to them. You got... Whale, the movie. You've got 90 Day Fiance. Ay, ay, ay. Things are happening. You got Milf. Can you imagine being in politics. Manor? How so? Fighting this fight. Or not, not even a fight, but like having to make decisions. Navigating this world. Yeah, because you're going to have people that are for that. Mm-hmm. There are going to be people that are going to be wholly against it. Right. Use the word holy, obviously. And I'm sure they'll say for religious reasons or whatever. You've got people in the middle and like you got to pass laws. Right. Could you imagine what the fights are like for whatever side you stand on? It doesn't matter. The other side is going to hate you and vehemently disagree with you. That's your job. Right. To go face these people that have conflicting opinions on very serious topics. Like who picks a line of work like that? Yeah. Yeah, the politics is a weird one. Who wants to go to work like that? And it used to be bad. Now with social media, oh, I mean, it's, it's got to be crazy. Like it used to, I'm sure like when President Bush was in office, you know, you would think people would write. Sure. You'd see on TV. Yeah. But now you're in office? And it's not that long. Like you say President Bush and you're right. So I told you Matthew's been binge watching NCIS. Yes. Which started in 1990, I forget what year. I think they're on year 22. So maybe it was 22. 99, I think, was the first year. So maybe it's year 24 it's on. So he's through like 15 or 16 seasons. And there's like 20s. I mean, think how much TV this kid's watching, <laughs> which I'm fine with. He's home. He's chilling. He's good. That's fine. Whatever. He could be doing worse things. But he's so we're watching it and he's in season 16 or 17, whatever, which is only five years ago. So they have the smartphones and then everything's up to date. I came across an Ion TV on Sunday morning or last Sunday, whatever it was, season one. Mark Harmon is still in it. I know he's not in it today, but he was in season 16. He was still there. 
he's still the he's the star in season one. Rotary phones, get to the payphone, checking out a dorm where there's this gigantic stereo with CDs, <laughs> and I'm and everything is real photography. No one's taking. There's no yeah. And it's like that's within the same series. The changeover is unreal. Right. Hey, print out the directions. We got to head over to the, like print out directions. When was the last time we did that? Now it's just like, hey, just put the address in your phone and we'll be there in five minutes. It's really amazing yeah. the difference within the same series of a show. It's funny too when people like today will say to you, uh, all right, Jerry, I'll follow you. Well, put, yeah. put it in your phone. I know, I know. I don't I want know. to have to be responsible Worried for you. Worried about going through the light. Yes. Are they going to make it? I know. I don't want to be responsible for you tailing me. I know, I Just know. Just put it in your phone. There is one case. So me, so Matthew and I are going to, he's coming with me to Arizona. And then from Arizona, he's flying with me to Chicago. We're going to Illinois for the Rutgers-Illinois game next Saturday. So he's coming on this then whole trip. Then back to Arizona? No, 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 no. The, You're the doing game's at the next end. Saturday. Oh, okay. So I'll be, we'll be there the whole week. But Friday, instead of coming home, we're going to Chicago oh, nice. and then driving to Champaign. And then he's going to come back with me with the team, which is great. So I have to figure out the whole car situation. And I'm like, well, I could, I, maybe I'll just take an Uber to the airport in the morning. And then maybe I'll have Kim pick us up next Saturday afternoon. And then I'm sitting there trying to get to the charter area. Like, I got lost the first two times going there. I'm like, even with the GPS, sometimes it's difficult. So I do get the whole, let me just follow you, but I'm with you. It's stressful. Yeah, very stressful. It's such a pain in the ass. Right. And then someone cuts in between the person who's following you. You're like, oh, my God, I can't see. No question. And it's an SUV, so they can't see over it. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. That's why I, when we go out to California, which hasn't been in about five years now, four years, whatever it is. And if we have our own car following, again, we can put it in the GPS, but we don't know where the hell we're going. Right. I mean, different terrain, up and down. It's not flat. It's It can be stressful. Do you remember with the old uh, GPS that you would plug into the My cigarette? Garmin, yeah. Yeah, the Garmin. Yeah. yeah. Like when you first plug it in, it would take forever sometimes to, for the satellite sure. to coordinate. Oh my! And you'd be stressed out, but you're like, you're lost. Mm-hmm. That happened to me and Dallin Cuff in uh, near Colgate in upstate New York. Yeah, we left a game 9 p.m. and he had to get back for work the next morning. So did I, for Boomer and Carton. So staying over was not an option. So we drove together uh, the night before, did the game. We had to drive back. It was, if I remember correctly, it was like four degrees out. It was freezing. And satellite lost. And right. we were in some podunk town. We didn't know where to go. We ended up on a dirt road. And I'll never forget him saying, we're going to get murdered tonight with the with the most serious face I've ever seen. I'm like, we're not going to get murdered. He goes, uh, you have a quarter of a tank of gas. We don't know where we are. And it's four degrees outside. He goes, one of three things is going to happen. One... A highway is magically going to appear in front of us. That'd be the best. He goes, two, you're going to run out of gas. We're going to freeze to death overnight. Or three, we're going to stop someone for help, and they're going to murder us. Right. Chop your heads off. I don't. To be honest with you, I don't even remember how we got back, but we did. But, I mean, when that satellite went out, it was like, uh, now what do we yeah. do? Yeah. Very scary. And it can happen with the phones, too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, the phones can go out. Absolutely, it can. A lot of times, the map does download itself. Yeah, or at least like it. Yeah, it keeps you a little further. But that can be. Along. All of a sudden, it's not telling you what to do. I remember I brought my Garmin 
to Phoenix the first for the first yeah, sure. Super Bowl, the first Giants Super Bowl in the oh seven uh, yeah for oh seven season, but early oh eight. Yep. And when I plugged it into the rental car I had, it was so confused, like because <laughs> it had New Jersey yes. Like where it was. I had no idea how I got to Phoenix. It took so long to like figure itself out before you could punch an address into it. That is amazing. We've said this before. That Those little units I thought would be, that was here to stay forever. You can still buy them. I don't know who does. I don't either. If you got a phone, you've got it. But, man, never. I thought that was one of the safest business concepts I had ever seen. It's weird because if you go to like Best Buy, they still have. I know they do. I know they do. And then I'm sure they're much more advanced than I, you and I sure. think they are, but I don't know what the difference is. Well, I, I would say there's got to be something beneficial. Like if I was a driver, there's got to be something beneficial to just putting that thing on your dashboard and leaving it there as opposed to with the phone, taking it off, clipping it. Uncl- I mean, I guess you don't want to leave it there. In the, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Because I know some of those have the traffic built in somehow. Sure. Well, because everything's satellite now, and yeah. they're, it's the, they take the cell phone data with the way traffic's moving. That's what it all is. Yeah, that's it's, unbelievable. It's your cell phone that is giving them the updates. Oh, so even if somebody... I always thought in my head that it was other people with Google Maps open. No, it's the, it's the signal from the cell phones oh. that everybody has in the car. That's dictating how traffic's moving. That's how you know precisely when you're going to be where wow. you're going to be. That's amazing. If you ever noticed, remember, so remember those GPS things, it would tell you how long it's going to take to get there. But if you were in a 65 and you're doing 80, the time would keep coming down because you were going 15 miles an hour faster than you should be. Now it's in real time, speed limit be damned. It's what is actual traffic doing. Yeah. That's why the time doesn't usually move much. Unless you're just flying past people, <laughs> driving like a lunatic. That is one thing you will find out, right? If you use the GPS a lot. Or, or Google Maps, whatever, whether you speed or drive the speed limit, when you're going somewhere that's an hour away, it does not change the... Because that's the time it's taking in real time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's wild. It's not just calculating what it should be. It's calculating what it is at the moment as yeah. it's happening. I'm well, always amazed by that. If you're like two hours away from somewhere and the fact that you get there within a minute I mean, of... What it said. Don't talk about being amazed by technology. We could be here all day. Yeah. It's some scary crap. Definitely, Jerry. Jerry, let's do the warm-up well, show. Well, you did it. I did. Me and CeeLo did that. We'll do the same tomorrow. You'll be here for Boomer tomorrow. Correct. Back to... By the um, way, this morning I lost my wallet. Yeah. It took me 25 minutes to find it. Oh, you did find it, though. I did find it after I had gone and scooped out $10 of quarters from the change jar. Because I didn't know what else to do. I had no gas in the car. I was panicked. You're going to pay in coins? I did. That's what, well, that's what I was going to do. I didn't have to because I did find my wallet. Where was your wallet? It was stuck. Not, I looked between the seat and the, it actually slid underneath the seat. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. No, not at three o'clock in the no, morning. No, 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 no. I've done that where I've dropped my uh, key fob. Yes. That's there. And now I know I could start my car. Right. But when I get to New York, you got to get it. I'm going to be going under the seats. Yeah, not here. You don't want to do that. Doing Bradley dark. Beach. Yeah, Bradley Beach. Right. Jerry. All right, Jerry, warm up next. So-